Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Love that opening. <laughs> <sighs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. What is going on? It's your boy Preston, Fat Samurai Guy, back again with Kung Fu Santa himself, award-winning author. That's right, Rick Myers, Hall of Famer, hanging out with your boy today in another episode of Action Film Autopsy. Yes, yes, and uh, we have a plethora to talk about today. Ooh, a plethora. And, and uh, ooh. Ooh, look at this already. Shogun fire. Look at that. Look at that. Brian saying hello to us. What's going on, Brian? Good to see you. Yeah, there he is. Kevin, how you doing, brother? Yeah, representing the movie dojo army. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at that. Just finished your book. Look Which one? That. Which one? I think he got the uh the kung fu one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he got yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I have a bunch of others. <laughs> I'm just one's, one's coming out in May. Oh, there you go. There you okay. go. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Severio, how you doing? Good to see everyone here. Oh, yes. We have a lot to discuss. Is Ooh. it time to get a piece of Rick? You want a piece of me? You want a piece of me? You want a piece of me? Oh, you want a piece of me? You want a piece of me? You want a piece of me? You got it! Get a piece of Rick. Still got a lot of stuff there, a lot of and new stuff being added every month because I get there. They have so much of my stuff, 45 pieces of art, five sacks of collectibles. So just keep checking out that Chimera Publishing on eBay. And if you see something you like and you can always get in touch with me and say, oh, that's too much money. Can I get it for less? And I'll probably go, hmm, no. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll probably say yes, so don't worry about it. <laughs> yes, that link is in the description box below. Make sure you guys check it out. Get a piece of Rick. And uh, speaking of getting a piece of Rick, it was uh, Films of Fury. Yes, that's what. Ah, uh, there we go. Well, I hope you enjoyed yeah. it. I, I'm amazed that it was written. It was written in 2010. Oh my I'm, goodness! I'm thinking of doing another book. I'm thinking of not not on films because Ricky Baker and his and Keith they have their new version of the of hong kong yeah. i think i was going to do a book on films three seen through the kung fu filter ah. because it turns out because i've been studying real kung fu since for 20 more than 20 years now mm -hmm. i i probably see all these movies differently than virtually anyone else right 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 yeah i know well, more about real kung fu copy that S Rose 40. Good to see you. Yes, yes. I'm sucking it in. I'm sucking in the gut. <laughs> uh hopefully one day I will I will be at Rick status. I will be at Rick status. <laughs> uh, Kevin says I'm getting more into martial arts cinema and film, so it was a great read. Look at that. All right. Well, remember, if you want martial arts cinema, you should read my two previous books, which were martial art movies and martial art movies from uh Bruce Lee to Jackie Chan and more. Films yeah. of Fury is a kung fu film book. It's yeah. not a martial art book. Yeah. I'll, show, I'll show you the difference. This is martial arts. This is kung fu. Yes. Yes. And uh, we'll be doing a top 10 soon. We'll have to discuss me, Rick, and Frank, our top 10 kung fu films and a top 10 martial arts films. Yeah, that'll be uh, coming soon to the channel at some point. But let's go ahead and jump right into it. But we got to get the shout outs. Out of the yes. way, I gotta get the oh, shout outs out of the way. I'm now looking forward to this more than me blabbering. This is, <laughs> I, yeah, let's see it. Let's see the shout right. outs. All right, so uh, it's a new segment I've added since uh, last month. Given the shout outs, uh, for a lot of these films that you guys have may, may have missed, these uh, a few of these actually came out last year, but these are just for fun. Uh, gotta represent, support independent cinema and genre films. Let's get it. <laughs>
wow, these are independent films. Look how great those look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed all of those. So make sure you guys check that out. Those out. I threw in a little bit of everything. There's a, there's a little bit of action thrillers in there and a little bit of period piece, but they're, they're all really entertaining. But, Rick, you got to watch The Child. <laughs> I, I look forward to it. you got to watch The Child. Uh, brought to you by the almighty Well Go USA. And uh, <laughs> the child is wild. But uh, maybe on the next action film autopsy, Rick, we could talk about 1% Warrior. Oh, we definitely know, will. We definitely Ta will. Taksakaguchi film, one yeah. one percenter, also available from WellGo USA. <laughs> We're talking but, about uh, two WellGo exclusives right away on this show. But I was meaning to ask you, if I wanted to watch those movies, do you put this? In, um, do you put this somewhere we can watch them somewhere? Do you give us the you know, links or whatever? Or yeah, the links are always when we do our videos. They're always in the description box below for Haya and uh, WellGo USA website. But how about some of those other independent titles you showed there? You have oh, the, oh those. those? Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're they're all on Amazon Prime. All on Amazon okay, Prime. all right. Next so time I'll put the I'll put that in the next one. Yeah, so I so I can watch them if I run out of things yeah. to watch. But in the meantime, speaking of WellGo, I'm not well wearing my WellGo sh shirt tonight, and you'll know why by the end of this, I'm sure. But we got two WellGo titles exclusives came out. Uh, early in uh, the last day of February, we're on leap day, leap day. Um, first, we already talked about this, but uh, it came on officially onto Haya, and that is the Jackie Chan movie Haya. I mean, uh, Haya, um, excuse me, Ride On. <laughs> I was going to say Rock On. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ride On, and this is very much a love letter by a guy named Larry Yang, who's a filmmaker who did a couple of movies before, but he wanted to do a movie with Jackie. So he sent Jackie a script and Jackie said, not good enough. <laughs> and Larry went, oh, and Jackie said, I'll help you. And they worked together in like in a month and came up with the script for Ride On. And it is a love letter to Jackie Chan and his career. In the very, in the very first sequence, I saw this wonderful little homage to the, the, the tower scene in Project A, where Jackie falls off the water, the uh, clock tower. Yeah. There's an homage to it in the very first shot because he's playing a stuntman who, who um, is retired and dealing with all sorts of problems, but mostly because he had a, a horse that he used in a lot of his movies, but they wanted to turn it into glue. So he took it. So now he's struggling to survive. But at the same time, it's a sweet movie just like most of the modern, we'll be talking about this with the next movie we talk about as well. With these modern Chinese movies, it's the kitchen sink. It's all these new young filmmakers and dozens of these, uh, our good buddy Ian Powers told me that hundreds of these movies are being made in China now for streaming. And I got to alert everybody out there because you can go onto your TV or your computer or your phone and you can download what I call the what I call the IQ IE uh, app <laughs> IQIYA I don't yeah. Frank knows how to pronounce that correctly I just call it IQIE <laughs> and it's got it's as big as it's as big as Netflix but all Chinese product and some other Asian product, but mostly Chinese product in every imaginable genre and dozens, if not hundreds of them. It is an incredible website and it's available now to us TikTokers or us yeah. iMacers or whatever, uh, smartphoneers. And I highly recommend it, especially if you love, if you love Kung Fu films or martial art movies. Well, you can watch right on on Haya on the high streaming service, Welco USA streaming service, which is a division of Amazon Prime. If you just, you can go right to the app store and look up Haya and download it. I don't know if we still have the reduction, but I imagine you can still get the first month free. They're probably having mm -hmm. them right on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. There's so many good movies. My, the, my friends who are making the documentary about me, they, they come over earlier in the week and I showed them uh, Eye for an Eye, The Blind yeah. Swordsman. Yeah. And it's, and it's better the fourth time. Nice. 
right on right on Haya, uh, you know, uh, the uh, uh, Kung Fu Stuntman documentary, the Swordsman movie, and the upcoming film, the one we're about to talk, I'm about to talk about, The Comeback. Yes, I saw the trailer for this, and I was I saw the cast, and I was like, I was excited, but I have not seen it yet. So I've how was it. how was it? It was a hoot and a half. A hoot and a half. That's why I, you know, or let's say four hoots. It's uh, <laughs> two hoots up. What it is? Okay. It's a it's a Simon Yam movie. Simon Yam stars in it. Simon Yam produced it. This is clearly him. It's like everybody um, who was uh, Wu Jing and Donnie Yen both had to figure out how they could work with a new normal in China. And so now all the Hong Kong stars are beginning to go, well, we can't get away from it. We are, you know, we, we have to work with them. Let's figure out how we can work with them practically. So the comeback, it is goofy. It is exciting. It is, what's the opposite of goofy? Um, it's, it's everything. It's, okay. it's, it's all the yin yangs, but it's extremely entertaining. That's a shot right there. All right. That'll tell you a lot. And also, that's Andy On on the right. That's Simon yes. Yam on the left. And they go at each other. And it's there's kids in it. There's gangs in it. It's got three or four different plots. It keeps moving around. It keeps changing. And, you know, I like to fast forward to the fights. Yeah. I didn't fast forward to the fights in this, okay. although there are, there are plentiful. There are many fights in this. That's one of the reasons I didn't fast forward. Another reason is that every time I... I didn't get bored. Okay. It, ju it just kept switching stuff up. Yeah. And, right. and and examine the fights because they're not, they don't have the money or the time. And Simon, and also in addition to Simon, we have Norman Chu, who was the, um, uh, was the, um, well, I, I just remember, he was, oh, the bastard swordsman. He's famous for being the bastard swordsman. He's in this movie. And of course, Yun Hua. The great Yun Hua, yeah. Kung Fu Hustle, and, and, and Sang-Chi, for that matter, he was in that as well, yeah. along with Michelle Yeoh. They're all in this, so it's it's kind of like a bunch of Hong Kong stars get together and said, let's have some fun. But let's okay. have some exciting fun. So And watch, and it's very important, it's very satisfying ending, but it's not over there. This is one of the few Chinese martial arts, it's a martial arts but it's also got kung fu and it's also got action. It's got everything because of Man. all these great guys. Yeah. It also has a post-credit sequence. Oh, thanks for telling us. Yeah. All right. Because I almost turned it off, and then yeah. suddenly it showed up, and I went, "Oh, nice." <laughs> all right, the comeback: Simon sure. Yam versus Andy On. Let's go. Yeah, so, uh, Andy On versus everybody. Oh, sweet, but, even better. But Simon but he's the villain, Simon Yam's the hero, okay. and they're great. It's just both, it's All great. Right. All right. What's going on, Egg Shen? Good to see you. Yeah. Say hey, Egg Shen. So now we get off of Haya. We got more great Haya stuff on camp next, next month, including uh, Baby Assassins 2, which we'll yeah. talk about next month. But definitely check out the Haya or the Welgo site because they have a big giveaway with new Haya beanies and Haya uh, backpacks all right. and all sorts and a new Haya and a new well-go shirt. So definitely check that out because they're giving them away, but it's in, they're not giving away there. It's a contest. Right. So check out the contest because okay. by the time we review Baby Assassins next month, the contest may have been over. Okay. Next, we're jumping on to Disney Plus. Disney Plus is still trying to figure out what they're doing. They're still working feverishly on all their sequels and their follow-ups and but they have we have one but one bit of star wars properties to talk about this month but that's bad batch season three this is very very my issue with this i've enjoyed the first two seasons i enjoy everything dave filoni does dave filoni is a star wars scholar and he also cares so much that he's not going to screw us over with nonsense like the last couple of Star Wars movies. So Bad Batch is good, but my problem is now, especially in this age of AI, I'm telling all you guys that the animated movies that are going to come out next year 
it's going to be a whole new world with AI now, going to be a whole new world. And so what's weird about the only thing that I have a problem with Bad Batch, very dense storytelling, mm. very serious storytelling. Okay. But, this, but remember, animation is two major things. One is the design and one is the actual animation, the way they move. And here, this is written extremely well. It's not written for us for a cartoon. It's written for a serious Star Wars movie. But because they've established this style in the earlier times before Disney bought Lucasfilms, the style of the animation does not fit this, the, move, the show at all anymore, mm. I think. Okay. And uh, do you have a picture from it? You can put the poster back up. Yeah. Again, this should be much more three-dimensional. This should almost be real because the, the script is super realistic and dramatic and involving. And this animation is kind of like two, literally two-dimensional. And it really should be more. And it also, whenever I see the characters, put that back up. One of the things that uh, uh, Pixar and Disney has worked years on is the hair. They always they worked for years and years, and the fur on their on their monster characters and Monster Inc. and stuff, and it's super real. All this stuff looks like plastic mm -hmm. when you watch the show. Everything looks like plastic, and it's like no, it just doesn't. It, it, it the the emote the the style does not match the content. Gotcha. Still excellent content though. So right. I'm looking forward to them. You know, stop living in the past. It's kind of like the way I feel about the way everybody treats Bruce Lee now, which is let's let's keep him back to his 1970. Let's keep him in his 1973 self. And I'm going to be talking more about that pretty soon, as a matter of fact. And I go, move on, move forward, get better. Don't just keep the same old thing. I understand why they're doing it, because all the media now is trying to figure out what the future is. Mm hmm. So I understand why they want to latch on to whatever succeeds and just repeat it endlessly. Right. But for me personally, I don't think that's the way to go, but I'm not in, I'm not doing that stuff. All right. So Bad Batch 3 recommended. I recommend that you maybe check, start, first start watching it, then close your eyes. And then just listen to the script <laughs> and the sound effects. Imagine that it's a radio show or, or a podcast. Then open your eyes and see if you agree with me. We're going, yeah, the animation doesn't match it. Yeah. The animation should be better. All right. But anyway, so, but still okay. worthwhile. Okay. Copy that. Next, we're going to Amazon. All right. And that is. This is the code for February. February used to be the place where all the studios put their all the shows they want, put all their dead shows and all their dead movies. This is where movies and television shows went to die. This is where studios and networks put the stuff that they thought would fail. But because of the pandemic and because of the strikes, they can't afford to do that. They've got to find out a way to make money, both in theaters and on television. So... All the stuff now is what I talked about. They're all rehashes of things that have been successful before. And they're putting they're putting those out now because that's what they have available to them. Because the, the, the bigger stuff is still being made. I mean, uh, in tomorrow when Dune 2 comes out and we talk about Dune 2 next month, then we'll then hopefully we we'll, might be able to save the movie theaters because we'll want to go to the movies to right. see. Right. These big, big movies. Mr. and Mrs. Smith is very, very interesting. Have all of you seen the original Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which was Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie? It's been they a were, while. They were the original Mr. and Smith, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which who were two spies, or no, in that case, they were two assassins married together. Right. This one are two spies who are put together and go undercover as a married couple. And it is also a Donald Glover production. Donald Glover stars in it, directed it, co-wrote it, and produced it. It is his. So Donald Glover is sort of like TV's version of Jordan Peele. He's trying to take stuff that is familiar and revolutionize it. And so Mr. and Mrs. Smith is really, oh, wait a minute. We got a message from Jen. I know you probably already saw, oh, what did Jen say? Hold on. Because she was supposed to be on the show. 
I know you probably already saw it, and this is no special LLO, but this is where we are tonight. Oh, so they're somewhere else. Oh, okay, hold on. I'm gonna find out where they are tonight. I have to I have to use my phone. Yeah. Hold on. No, no problem. Okay. It's it's two. They're at Dune Part Two. <laughs> figures. It figures. At Dune Part Two. Then I'm gonna <laughs> then I'm gonna have to say, then you'll have to <laughs> review it with us next month exclamation point and i should i should put a little rick shaking his fist <laughs> in, but i'll do that after we finish anyway yeah 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 so it's donald glover he's trying to do it it is as usual cuz amazon and and um uh, Netflix want to stretch these stuff out. So, yes, this is like six or eight episodes, hour each. But I tell you, he keeps switching stuff up. He never he never lets, lets me go. There are periods where I'm just going, hmm. And the last two episodes, they they recreate the the, the showcase of, oh, uh, Jen just said, yes, three exclamation points. So all right, all right. next month. Cool. They have the last two episodes has some amazing on location shooting in New York City. Amazing on location shooting. I don't know how they got permission to do this. I don't know if they got permission to do it. And then they recreate the knockdown drag out fight that Pitt and Jolie had in the original movie, which was a highlight, was the showpiece. And I was very impressed with this fight. Okay. And it it's it's worth seeing. It is too long, but it's got a charming and interesting quirkiness about it. And that fight, <clears throat> I would I would watch it. I may go back and just watch that fight again. The the last two episodes with that on location shooting in New York. They have on location shooting throughout, but not these wild chase scenes through New York. How did they get permission to do this? And the big, big, big final fight between the two of them. And it becomes an, an analysis of what marriage is, which was it's so it's really it's deep, it's got levels. Okay. I can I can recommend it. And the action too. So we should next look forward to Donald uh doing a TJ Hooker reboot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just like Jordan Peele, I'll yeah. I'll watch anything he does. Did you see That'll Atlanta? Did you see Atlanta that he did his show on? It's on, been a while. I watched a few episodes. Again, he's good. I mean, he's talented. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, and he's different. He's given freedom. So now let's go from the big Amazon. one. The big one. Well, the first big one. Well, the most interesting one for me, um, I, I was instantly activated when I saw the title. This is now we're on Netflix. We've gone over yeah. to Netflix. Right. And I saw the title House of Ninjas. S on the end. And I went, mm, see, I wrote 12, I wrote 12 ninja no master novels. These are still my best-selling books. There were a quarter of a million of these. And these are both, the, this is the first of the, actually, where's my other hand? Yeah. This is the first of the year, uh, year of the ninja master, which was four books. This is the first of the war of the ninja master, which was also four books, four big, thick books each of them about 300 pages long. And so I studied ninja in Japan, not from people who had a ninja school, but actual ninja scholars, because I really hated what they did with ninja around the world. Especially, you know, Golan Globus did Enter the Ninja and Revenge of the Ninja and turn the ninja into this cheap joke. And I was into Shinobi no Mono, and yes. Kaga no Gundan, the Japanese stuff, which was yeah. historical ninjas. So I found the fact they're using ninjas, plural, because the plural of ninja is ninja. It's not, we don't have an S on the end. But then I watched the show and I said, okay, I get what they're doing now. Because the show is made in Japan. Japanese cast has a lot of Japanese in the crew. However... The creator of the show, the director, and the writer is not Japanese. It's a gentleman named Dave Boyle, who hasn't worked in a long time. 
His last major job was in 2014. So I was going, what's this all about? Hmm. And then I, so I'm watching it. Yeah, well, well, you should, because what he's done, I thought what he did was very interesting. If it were me, because I did the research, and if you if you read the books, and they're still available, although I believe there is one very hard to find, I think the third in this series of the four books in this series, I think it's up to like $800 because you can't find it anywhere, at mm. least on the last time we checked on uh, Amazon. Yeah. He decided, and, and I think very wisely, not to do what I wanted him to do, which is show ninja in the modern day the way the ninja would actually be or the way the ninja actually are because the ninja could still be around certainly whenever i mention mosha which are the chinese predecessors to the ninja to anybody chinese they'll they get very quiet and they don't look directly at me so i i get the impression from them that the mosha still exists i would not be at all surprised if they did ninja i don't know however if the ninja did exist they would be authentic ninja, which is not guys, not guys in this outfit, not guys with swords. They would be invisible. Ninjutsu is the art of invisibility. That's what it historically is. Right. But what they did on this show, which they took the classic ninja. I love that there was a moment because they have the ninja families because uh, it used to be the Koga and the Igo. And they have ninja families, and somebody in the ninja family calls the female ninja, which is usually called Kunoichi, calls the ninja. She said, are you a ninja? And she goes, don't call me a ninja. <laughs> I'm Shinobi. Then I'm mm. going, good, nice, Shinobi. Okay. No, no, nin All right. So I see what you're doing. And then I realized as I watched it more and more, he's combining it all. He's taking east and west combining them. He's taking old and new ninja, combining them. Old, classic and modern Japanese cinema, combining it. The only problem I had with it, there are plentiful fights, but they're all fights. Show that picture again. Show the ninja picture. They're all fights like this. And on one hand, that's cool. You know that's that's samurai fighting. That's ninja fighting. Yeah, I'm, I'm but, here. For, I'm here for this. Like you know me. Yeah. <laughs> but, but go ahead. But it's not real ninja fighting. It's classic old ninja fighting. And these are modern ninjas. This takes place in the in the near future, so they wouldn't be running around with stupid swords, wearing stupid masks. But I understand why they're wearing stupid masks because they didn't have a lot of cast members. So again, it's all the same stunt people. Right. Over yeah. and over again in every fight. That's how you do it. <laughs> and also you're able to put a stunt guy in the suit to portray the uh, actual fighter. So there's a lot of there's a lot of swordplay in it. Right. A lot of swordplay. Okay. But I wanted them to fight the way I believe real ninja would fight, which is again very sneaky, very smart. But instead, this is again. The Netflix, the Amazon, and even the movie guys are looking for all you badasses. Yes, because you're the you're the you're the majority. <laughs> I always say my my friend Akeda always calls me a market share of one. Yeah. And they're not looking for me. I want smart ass. I want wise ass. They're not going to do that. But House of Ninja is is worth watching. All right, it's, it's interesting because it's a combination of it all. It's got a little and bit for for every for for everyone. And I believe next month or soon or later this year, Netflix is going to do a new version of Naruto, which is another which is another warping of the ninja concept. Naruto, right. of course, is all these kid ninjas who go to the ninja school, yeah. and it's it's like Riverdale except with ninja. And they're doing a live and, action. I believe so. Hmm. And speaking and speaking <laughs> a lot. Yes. And speaking of Netflix live action adaptations, hold on before you get started. Yes, this is the this is even the bigger one we, we have to talk about. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I didn't watch it, but all I all it. I'll say is this. Yes. When the trailer dropped for this, okay, yes. mm -hmm. everybody was losing their mind mm -hmm. because visually mm -hmm. they were like, "Oh man, the characters actually look like the characters. They're pronouncing the name, the characters' names correctly. The special effects look amazing." This is like everyone's going crazy because they still have the M. Night Chimalama Ding Dongs, you know, bad taste in their mouth. So when this trailer dropped for this show, 
everyone was going crazy. Yep. Lady Fat Blood is a huge fan of the series. Huge fan. When the trailer dropped, I sent it to her, right? Mm -hmm. And her response, because uh, I was like curious what she thinks about the trailer. Like she, she might go crazy. Mm -hmm. And I sent it to her, and her response was, "I'm not watching it." <laughs> and I said, "I said, well, why not? Look, it looks, it looks, it looks awesome. I mean, look the visuals. Look, the characters look like the characters look." And she goes, "Because live action anime, especially on Netflix, besides One Piece." doesn't really turn out right and so she was just kind of really hesitant to watch it and from what i'm hearing mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, lady fabled dodged a bullet but rick what did you think about it? well again i blame you you effing badasses <laughs> it's our fault it is very much your fault okay. Here, here's the situation all right yes there are two words that i used for avatar one of the words was pretty. Okay. Pretty. Because great cast, terrific cast, really great production values, really beautiful photography. It's very pretty. Look at that cast. That cast is awesome. And then the other word I use is dark. Mm -hmm. All you need to know about the new Netflix avatar is that the create originally. Like One Piece, the creators of the original animated show were involved in the production of the live action. Okay. There's two. And then there was a moment where Michael, Dante, DiMartino, and Brian Kunetsko, who I know, who I've met, and we ran across the hall at San Diego Comic-Con and embraced each other after the M. Night Shyamalan one came out, and we all cried on each other's shoulders. <laughs> So I know these guys, and they're yeah. incredibly honorable. Well, they walked away from the production. No. They were involved in the production, they walked away from it, saying, this is not what we created. Then the guys who were doing it, which is Albert Kim uh, predominantly, he went, on, he went public with, uh, we are trying to attract the Game of Thrones crowd. Oh God! <laughs> and my attitude—it's like, it's like Albert. Yes, Albert was given to—he was told to do an adaptation of Bambi, uh -huh. and turned it into Godzilla. <laughs> so on the one hand, and also I had a reaction to my reviews, which is that if you haven't seen and don't love the animated version, you'll probably be fine. You'll probably be fine. Right. But it is a bummer. This is a bummer. It is dark. And the thing that bothers me as a writer is the scripting is terrible. The scripting is all the characters don't show you who they are. They tell you who you are, who they are. Right. They don't show you who they are. They tell you who they are over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. It's some of the weakest, weakest, lamest writing. Everybody's... Uh, and And... You know, we go from action scene, and then the other thing you can guess why one of the my, I've mentioned this many times. One of my biggest problems with fight modern fight scenes, especially of kung fu, and make no mistake, Avatar: The Last Airbender is pure kung fu. It is not martial arts. The problem is that the everybody has limited knowledge. It's all the Bruce Lee fans. They know what Bruce Lee is like from what Bruce was like. In 50 years ago, they don't know what Bruce would have become. They just keep him back in 1972, it's 1973. And so what happens is that it's the same thing. Kung Fu Panda 1, pure Kung Fu. Kung Fu Panda 2, no Kung Fu in it. All bad martial arts by people who had extremely limited knowledge. Same thing with Avatar. They have changed the Kung Fu of the original Avatar into martial arts. And crude, and crude martial arts and ignorant martial arts. And, you know, you can imagine how delighted I was. <laughs> so it's a shame. Yeah, if you can separate yourself from that stuff, if you, if all you martial art badasses out there want another show, I have a better show to recommend to you. 
Yeah. But, um, and thankfully that that exists right now. So you right. don't have right. to watch Avatar if you don't want to. Right. I'm hoping that the reaction to Avatar is such that they bring Michael and Brian back and in a second season do an authentic job. Right, right. Uh Kevin. Yeah. This you know, you know, Berserk is my stuff. You know, Berserk <laughs> is my shit. I think it's 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 impossible. It's literally impossible to do Berserk in live action because it's too it's too graphic. It's true, it's too trigger warning. They they can't they for today for today's modern modern audiences. No way. There's no way in hell they could do a live action berserk. No way. I'll I'll check it. it out. I would say if A24 or one of the horror guys got it, no. I don't think there'd be a problem. <laughs> it's too much. Berserks, oh. the the stuff that visually they show in Berserk. Yeah. It makes A24 look like Disney. It's not even close. Well, all right. It would have to be <laughs> it would have to be more than visual because, you know, any given episode of Rick and Morty yeah. is pretty wading in blood so but be that as it may i'll leave that to you i'll check yeah, yeah. i'll check it out and see what i think now let's go okay. on to what everybody should have done okay which is shogun yes this is the way i think people should do remakes and reboots you should treat you should treat your remake or your or your homage the way jackie chan did Jackie Chan saw Bruce Lee and he said, well, okay, I see what Bruce is doing. What can I do to do a, a different approach to that same subject matter and surprise people and delight people? And that's why Jackie became a superstar because he did the opposite of Bruce. And what Shogun did, which certainly Iron, Iron Fist didn't do, which is take the actual book, James Clavell's awesome book, and adapt it the way it's written, not and not the way Tom Cruise did The Last Samurai, which suddenly made it all about the white boy. This is a show about the about Japanese history. Okay. And it's done very authentically. And of course, it stars one of the greats of all time, the last great samurai, Hiroyuki Sanada. Yes. Who I knew him back in the day when he was working with Sonny Chiba. And and it's and it's it's written and produced and directed at times by Rachel Kondo and Justin Marks and Justin Marks, unlike the guys who did Avatar, you know, the Albert Kim, he did Nikita television show and Sleepy Hollow television show, which is not too good. But the Shogun guy, Justin Marks, he did Top Gun Maverick. Hmm. So he knows how to do his action. He's the one who's doing Shogun. And it's pretty authentic. It doesn't have limited knowledge, and and it's just beautifully done. Nice. Um, and it's not it's not a a, a white boy fuck up. <laughs> but speaking of white boy fuck ups, I know I know I know your thoughts on the Last Samurai. But yeah. mm -hmm. did you at least like the ninja attack? The ninja attack at the party scene in that movie. I I don't even you don't, don't even remember. I don't okay, remember mind. it because it was it was movie ninja. It wasn't ah, real ninja. Okay, because okay. if the ninja had attacked in real life, uh -huh. you wouldn't have known. Ah, that's the whole trick of ninja: the art right. of invisibility. People would be dropping dead all over the place, and nobody would know why. Ah, and then we could have had a we could have gone back, you know, the scene, and you would have seen a waiter going by a dancer going by and you would see them right. do something. You would see them do something. You would see them do something, but nobody else would see it. Putting that's, some, that's ninja. Putting poison in the sake. Putting poison in the sake, yeah, putting yeah. grease on the floor. Just, I mean, one of the great stories of ninja. Um, I mean, I, this is one of the things I was inspired by. I think I may have mentioned it. I may have mentioned it in one of the books, which is, this is actually what a ninja did. A ninja had to, um, create fear in his victims. Right. So he went to the castle where he was going to go in and, and get the, uh, the warlord at some point. And he watched it for a month and he saw where the moon was and how the moon changed. And so one day he dug a hole and he got a whole bunch of ash from a fire 
and he put ash in the hole. He made a hole that was large enough to fit a person and put at, covered the hole with ash, filled it with ash, and, and then watched the moon, the way the moon, and there was one night where the moon, the, moon, the full moon made a, made a circle on the ground, like a spotlight, like a heavenly spotlight, right next to where he built the hole. And he came out in his ninja garb, and all the all the guards up on the on the uh, the castle, the mansion was going. Oh, look! It's an Iga Ninja, Iga Ninja. And he waited until they all tated, and they were all pointing, and everybody came over to look. And then, as he they were watching, he took one step to the side. And he disappeared in a puff of smoke. That was the ash. He stepped into the and made a smoke. And, and so then throughout the castle, everybody's going, oh my God, the Igon Ninja could, can disappear in a puff of smoke. Oh my God, oh my God. So they were complete. There's another great story where a guy was infiltrating and he dug just so, in order to dig into the foundation, he brought a bag of raw rice. And he ate the raw rice and never came out from the hole. He just kept digging, just kept digging, just kept digging. And when he finished the bag of rice, then he was—he knew he was underneath, and then he was able to go up. This is what the real ninja did in order to infiltrate. And also a very famous story where the, the soldiers were chasing a ninja, and the ninja, and there was a bunch of old people coming down the street. And the ninja ran into the old people. And all the soldiers went in. They didn't find him because he had turned into an old person. Ah, this I is what it. the what real ninja did. And I love that stuff. So I kept yeah. on hoping they would do that crap. But but Shogun, Shogun's authentic. And I have yet to see the thing that ruined the original Shogun shell with Richard Chamberlain for me, which was when the Shogun took it or the warlord took his sword. It hit a, it stuck into a thing, and then the the blade broke. Only ninja's blades break because right. only ninja got the inferior swords. Right. Yeah. So, all right, enough about this. Let's so go Shogun's on. Shogun's legit. All right. Shogun's really great. Um, now Rick, did you on. know? Rick, did you know about this? The creators of Avatar have their own studio and they're doing another show. Yes, I've known about that, and I've been waiting for it. And I was hoping, you know, I think they delayed all that because of this stupid show. They got stabbed in the back, <laughs> but Amazon is happy. Always a good sign because people because. Because enough people have reacted well yeah. to it, but yeah. I don't know. Let's see if it's a drop off of viewers. If more viewers come to it, then they've really paid off. If all the viewers drop off after they've seen it, then that's another deal. Okay. All right. Speaking of stupid white guys, <laughs> now we're now we're going to now we're leaving Netflix and going to the movie theater. Okay. This movie. <laughs> I've already mentioned the genre of this movie. The genre, uh, not tonight, but on previous episodes. Yeah. Where I was going, I mean, I I like sex movies. I don't like jack-off movies. <laughs> <laughs> two, two beautiful people having sex, you know, all sorts of different stuff, you know. Yeah, it's whatever. fun. Yeah, bondage, sadomasochism. <laughs> Feet, you know, whatever, whatever your fetish is. <laughs> oh, I don't mind man. any of that. I appreciate that. But yes. watching a director jack off <laughs> and look at the look at the camera and go, huh? Huh? Look at this, huh? Aren't I clever? Aren't I smart? Aren't I cool? Oh. No. No. Argyle is oh, one God. of the most is one of the oh. most masturbatory movies I've ever seen. Oh. You see, Mr. and Mrs. Smith oh. are really is really pretty cool, and the comeback is really pretty cool. It's got everything but the kitchen sink. This also has everything but the kitchen. Oh. This has the kitchen oh. sink, but none of it is used correctly. None of it. It's all like. Clever, huh? Aren't I smart? Isn't it smart? Isn't this witty? Isn't it? Oh, I get to do whatever I want. And it's like, no, none of this makes sense. None of this is entertaining. All of this is insulting. Yeah. It's all just like, I'll, but then again, I've been expecting this from Matthew Vaughn because even the last Kingsman movie, and this is in the Kingsman universe. 
It is. Thing. Yeah. In, in in the um in yes, at the end of the movie they they have a I think it's the end credit sequence. Uh it's somewhere in there, but yeah, they connect it up to the Kingsman. Right. And it's like Oh god. Uh, <laughs> but heard, it's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. I, I heard it was like it's, the, it's, the yeah. female version of the Kingsman, but just yeah, but in insulting. It's oh, insulting. Gotcha. But I didn't like the last Kingsman movie either. The last one, I think, when had Elton Kingsman. John in it. Yeah. Uh, the, the old one, the one that takes place at the right. beginning the of the history. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew Vaughn. Yeah. Again, that's a great example. That's why I sent you that picture. That's a great example of where this movie goes. Again, great cast. Right. But they're at, they're at the mercy of just of, of what's, what's the, what's the English term? Uh, it's something to something by half to, uh, but whatever, you know, it's just, you know, it's poppycock. It's more, it's <laughs> no. It, yeah. It's masturbatory. So your yeah. cock, your cock does pop. It is popping cock. Welcome it's back true. to another spicy episode of action film autopsy. Spicy Santa. <laughs> spicy spicy Santa. Santa. I like that. Spicy <laughs> Santa. Hey, oh. I I tell it like it is. I yeah. I found no other way to describe this movie. Right, right, right. It's right. so insulting. I mean, it's like you 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 go to the movie theater and you get squirted in the face, and it's like, what the fuck, man? Come on, oh, it be nice to me. Because Matthew Vaughn's so good, it's just kind of well. I disagree. I disagree. I mean, oh. I I remember I I semi liked one of his movies, but you know, uh, did he do Baby Driver too? No, that's no. Uh, that was somebody else. Yeah, but anyway, no, I've I haven't enjoyed yeah. Matthew Vaughn stuff because he's he's lost control. Mm. I think I think Kingsman Two was the beginning of the downfall. I, I agree. I think, and I didn't like the original Kingsman that much either, especially the ending. Oh, where yeah, the 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 hero just sort of goes, eh, whatever. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, well, I actually tr almost tried to go see this in theater, but I couldn't. I didn't have the time. So good thing I missed it. And another good another hint here is that the uh, screenwriter of of Argyle is Jason Fuchs, who also wrote Ice Age, Continental Drift, and the uh, choreographer was Guillermo Crispo, who did Kingsman, Shang Chi, Second Unit. He did Solo, so you know the quality of the fighting <laughs> there, and Batman v Superman and Riddick. Hmm. So Argyle was not a happy was not a happy place for me. Yikes. Yep. All right, pass on that one. And now, now the big one, now, the biggest of all, the biggest, the mystery, the forget, great, forget the, Shogun, forget all the, forget the comeback, forget, <laughs> uh, forget uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, forget all the good stuff. <laughs> it is time. Rick, Here we go. How was the web of Madam? Was it webbing time? Was it Madam time? Actually, it was webbing time because, as I said, I believe last last issue, last time, I love because I'm more than just spicy Santa. Mm. I'm also Sherlock Santa. Mm -hmm. You know, I like to be Sherlock Sifu, Sifu Sherlock. When a movie like Madam Web shows up, it's a mystery to me. Yeah, I'm going. How did? To borrow the name of a podcast, how did this get made? Right. I want to know. I want to solve the mystery. How did this happen? Yes. How did? How did? <laughs> this is this is a knowingly bad movie. Every it was kind of like I was reminded of Diamonds of Forever, and a Star Trek Six. In that, I watched both those movies, and I knew something was wrong. Mm. By the way, they dressed the star. Hmm. The wardrobe for Captain Kirk in Star Trek VI, who he was directing the movie. I, I told my friends who were, I was seeing the movie with, I said, you can always tell when a crew doesn't like an actor because mm -hmm. they light him badly, they dress him badly, whatever, because those are the obvious things. And it's the same thing they did with Sean Connery in Diamonds of Forever. I mean, he did it to himself. He was doing that on purpose. He had right, a double right. chin. His wig was the worst one he ever wore in the series. And the costumes were all too short and all right, the rest of right. it. Yeah. Yeah. Sony is just trying to keep the rights for Spider-Man. 
no but the question is they don't have to do it really really poorly i mean this one was again this was this movie was kind of like the producers kind of pulling the curtain back the wizard of oz pulling the curtain back looking at the audience and going fuck you <laughs> really no really? no 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 we're not kidding really fuck you guys we hate you we hate the subject matter and we're going to treat you the way we think you deserve to be treated oh. madam webb nobody who worked again very handsome actors and uh -huh. i mean they had you know sj clarkson this is what you know you see something like artemis fowl on disney plus that was directed by kenneth branagh right right sj clarkson directed and co-wrote mm -hmm. madam webb what you see on the screen is not what she directed it's not what she wrote but she is helpless because of her contract for whatever they she has to take whatever they do to her they went into a, a friend, a wonderful dear friend of mine, the late Mike Robb, had a wonderful bunch of comic book stores called the Dream Factory. And he he created one in Norwalk, Connecticut. It was wonderful. He started spreading out. and But then he went into partnership with another businessman. And that businessman was there for one reason and one reason only, which was to get Mike's child, the Dream Factory, and fuck it to death. And I described it to him. What he did was he created a corporate situation where Mike was trapped on the other side of a window. And while he was on the other side of the window, the guy who got picked up his child and started killing it in front of his eyes. That's what Madam Webb was. I, I cannot, I, I would love to have seen the faces of the stars. Well, you can kind of see the faces of, of uh, Dakota Johnson. All her interviews afterwards, she looks like she's been hit in the face with a fish. Yeah. All her interviews, she looks like she's a zombie. Mm. And, the, and the movie, again, the thing is the villain is so badly dubbed. Every one, single one of his lines. Yes, the film was not changed a lot. It was disemboweled. Yeah. The whole movie was disemboweled. They redubbed all the villain's line with bad dubbing with the worst Godzilla dubbing ever, with a voice that doesn't fit his face at all. Oh, God. The whole thing was just a mess. So I started doing my detective work. Mm -hmm. I got in touch with my buds. Because as I told you, I was on the set of Superman. I was on the set of Alien. I was on, a I was on the set of Moonraker. I was on a bunch of places. Um, I met, you know, I wasn't on the set. I was with the whole crew of Moon. But anyway, so everybody... When you work in, on English movies, you know everybody in the whole film industry. And so I was asking them. And what happened? I remembered a very uh, an important moment at the San Diego Comic-Con. And when one of the choreographers of G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra came to me and said, you should have seen the fight scenes we designed, trained the actors in, and edited. You should have seen it before. Before they did, before, before the end of the production, you should have seen our first cut. You're talking about Snake Eyes? No, we're <laughs> we're getting to Snake Eyes. We're getting to Snake Eyes. Sorry, Samaria. No, All we're right. talking GI Joe Rise of Cobra. Gotcha, gotcha. That was the fight with the two women, with the two, uh, with the uh, the villain. Right. Women. Yeah, Scar Scarlet and uh, yeah. That Mary. originally that fight scene, according to this choreographer who I was because you knew me from the Kung Fu Extravaganza, told me it was genius. It was the best thing I've ever done. Wow. And then I saw the final cut and I was going, what did they do to my child? And then I looked up who produced G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra. And I noticed the same producer mm. also produced Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Mm. Also, also produced um, um, Snake Eyes. Also produced Meg 2. And, oh, he also produced Doomed, Doom Annihilation. Guess what else he produced? Madam Webb. Mm. This, I'm not going to mention a name, but this person is famous for, for taking these finished films and cutting them to shit. I mean, Snake Eyes 
had Kenji Tanadaki doing the choreography. Yeah. It was unrecognizable from his work. And Madam Webb now comes out this way, produced by this gentleman. And, and, and plus, it probably doesn't hurt or help that the screenwriter did Morbius. As well, well, that's right, but it's that all didn't help. <laughs> he was they were probably hired by this producer. Right. Gods and of Egypt is a masterpiece, geeky Andre. <laughs> Madam Webb is at least yeah, Madam Webb is at least entertaining. Is it? Yes, because you because there's no way to watch that movie without this without this expression. <laughs> what? What yeah. is going on? And right. also feeling for the, the actors. The actors are lovely. And look at all those lovely, lovely actors. And they they, if you look part of the, if you're part of the expression, they were fucked over. Yeah. That's this was shame. done, this was done by one of these old school guys. Because mm -hmm. this is I've seen this throughout the history of filmmaking, which is we have to prove that women can't open an action movie. Mm-hmm. We have to prove it. We have to show that women can't do it. So we're able to say, you know, remember that thing that I, I I've, I've heard producers say this in Hollywood. I've heard, um, I've, I've heard people talking to Jackie Chan's face. I've heard, I heard a guy insult an Oscar winning black actor with, with the N word. Mm -hmm. I mean, and these are major producers. So this yeah. guy is an old school producer who I think just fell into the usual thing that we have to prove that women can't open an action movie. So we will sabotage the film afterwards. It's really, I, th I was hoping, you know, in, why, in does that only, age, why does that only happen here? I don't think it, <laughs> I don't think it only happens here, but it, it happens mostly here. I mean, yeah. you, can, well, you, you can, have movies like the heroic trio. That was a hit when that came out, you know, like, but here, it's Birds of Prey. It's the Marvels. Well, English know. speaking, remember right. remember the culture because I'm not limiting uh, I'm not it. limiting it to America. There's okay. also some of this stuff going on in England as well. Okay, but not as not as egregious. Right, right. I mean, we have we have these old school guys here. This is what re remember Hollywood was originally run by women. Uh, they were the, mostly the writers and the directors of the stuff in the silent age before men took over. Mm -hmm. And also in my, in my book, uh, uh, Night Demons, I researched the history of vampires and found out all the major vampires at the beginning were women as well until male writers started writing about the vampires and eliminated all the women vampires. And it makes sense if you think about it that the women would be the vampires. So, copy that, copy that. So, so yes, so that's Rick, a tragedy. Yeah. Rick has done his research. That's right. Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock Holmes it. So Sherlock now you guys now, now you guys know. Now you know why why, why uh this uh was uh destroyed from within. And also so it is not because of Rich, you know, Rick's research. Yeah. So it is not the fault of every man on the planet that this movie bombed. <laughs> so stop saying that. Just one Rick man. Rick is the proof. Just one man. Yeah. You know, uh, the woke people, This and believe me, this guy ain't woke. Yeah. And the people who do this to movies ain't woke. I mean, they do. You make a great movie, you'll be fine. But also, at this point in time, I believe this guy does it for his own ego. Amusement. Yeah, his own ego. You know, as again, as Orson Welles says, it's not about money, it's about yeah. ego. But right. at the same time, what happened to Disney before... Uh, the 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 CEO yeah. came back. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're being paid by other studios. I would not be surprised in the slightest right. to sabotage. Uh, it's 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 sad. And what what well, else? What else was uh, interesting was I thought. Uh, well, I heard. I don't know if you could confirm it, but some of the actresses thought that this was an MCU project. That's why they signed the contract. Like, yeah, we want to be a part of this. They didn't even know. That this was like a Sony Marvel project. No, well they well they'll do what Sony always does when they yeah. do this, which is it's like Spider-Man No Way Home. It's like Spider-Man across the universe, across the metaverse. You yeah. see, those are also Sony movies. Right. Yeah. So of course, you know, uh, uh No Way Home is is one of the best comic book movies ever made, as is across the Spider-Verse. 
Right. The, the two of those, those, those are great. So yeah, if they came to me and said, it's like that, I go, okay, give me the contract. That's fine. But then they have to read the contract. And if the right. contract says, you know, yeah, because yeah. watching, watching these women, they're doing great promotions. The same thing, all the um, avatar guys, all the avatar actors are doing wonderful promotion for the show, for the movie too. <clears throat> yeah. And, uh, but they're not, they don't look like they're stunned. They don't look like they're, Hit with hit by the, in the like face with fishes, deer in the headlights. Yeah, they, they look very, <laughs> they actually look quite happy. So, well, I good wish, for them, good I for wish them. them the best, yeah. and I wish my avatar guys the best if they are actually going to do another show. Yeah, for sure. We'll see what happens. All right, Oof. but was, we got rough tomorrow. We got Dune 2. There you go. Wow, we, we got, actually finished and an, an, a little bit over an hour. I'm surprised. Yeah. We're, always, we're always like an hour and a half. Well, that's because we had more movies in January. We'll have we'll so. probably be yeah. an hour and a half next month too because we have more movies. We've got Damsel coming up on um, yeah on uh, Netflix. And we gotta we gotta ask stuff. Jen. We gotta we act, we gotta ask Jen uh, what you know what yeah. she thinks of Avatar when she comes on the show next month. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, that would be great. I can't wait to hear what she has to say. I'm looking forward. To what she has to say. There you go. There you go. Dune two and Shogun in the same week is incredible. Look at that. Yeah, copy that. It's nice. There, there are great movies out there and great content. You just got to know where. Well, to we I haven't seen Dune two yet, but I have seen Shogun, and yeah, it's worthwhile. So you know Frank's going to want to be here to talk about Dune two. <laughs> Come on, Frank. Definitely, man. Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll do. We'll have Jen, Miko, and Frank. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. There well, we this was a, an awesome blast, as shall always. We, another, we the another spicy episode. Yeah, we're going to do the, the Rick do recap. The Rick recap for all you uh, uh, people that came late. Thanks again for popping in and watching. But here's a quick recap of Rick's thoughts, what he thought of Right On. We're going to start with Right On. Rick, what do you give Right On? I will give Right On a – oh, okay. I'll give it, I'll give it this. It's okay. Well, let me get let me get the shot. There you go. There right. you go. I'll do with this. I'll do with this hand. I'll I'll give it this. Okay, this, <laughs> that's valid. That's valid. But I'm friends with Jackie, so I'm, all right. All I right. like. It. Oh, look at he's rubbing it in. All right, here we go. Next up, the comeback. All right, all right. The bad batch. Do it. It's a again. The, I can't get over the visuals. Okay. It's my fault. My fault. Mister and Mrs. Smith. The last two episodes, definitely. Okay. The rest okay. of it, interesting. Interesting. Right. I haven't seen it. I'm going to do this anyway. <laughs> Stop wasting our time with great production values and amazing visuals. And terrible But scripts. you ruin the story and the characters. Stop doing this. It's pointless. It's pointless to even do doing any of this. House of Ninjas. All right. All right. Again. <laughs> All right. Yes. <laughs> Hold on. I have to, I have to, I have to wipe, I have to wipe the stuff off my face. Oh, they got it in my beard. Ooh, ooh. Very bad. Very bad. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Now, what am I going to oh. do for the, Oh, yeah, that's that one. Already did that one already. Sorry. What are we going to do with Madam Webb? Madam Webb. You got to um, be honest. I get it. It's just, you know, it's, it's, not, the, it's not the actor's fault, but no, if it's but it, destroyed from within, what are you going to do? It's a terrible movie. Yep. It's an, entertain, it's an entertaining, terrible movie. Hopefully, hopefully it's good, bad, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. You know, there was a uh, versus request. For Madam Web versus Morbius, <laughs> I say, I say, let's have fun because it's too obvious the Morbius is going to win. It's like a landslide. I say, I'm probably not going to be on that. Show. <laughs> He's going to skip that one. Yeah, I say, let's have fun. Madam Web versus Catwoman. I want to talk about how something great is something. How something's great rather than how terrible it is. Yeah. Look at that. Look, they yeah, but it. next next month's we've you at the beginning of the show you had a scene from one of the movies we're doing for 
next month's verses. Uh, oh, yes. 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 Yeah. So stay tuned, guys. If you guys are channel members, you're going to know uh, already. Next uh, month's verses is going to be tough. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Next I, month's verses. Fire. I usually, I usually know exactly which one I would choose. I still don't know. Yeah, me too. Me too. Madam Webb versus Electra. What did I start? What did I do? What did I do? All right. Well, this was a blast. Thanks so much, everyone, for watching, hanging out for another episode of Action Film Autopsy. Stay tuned for the next verses. That's right. Towards the end of the month of March. And uh, it's good. Your, your brains are going to explode once you see the posting of what it is. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. All right, guys. Thanks again for watching. Follow Rick on Instagram. Check all the links below. Check out the store. If you enjoyed yourself today, I'm, I'm sure. I hope you did with all the spiciness <laughs> today. You got to love just, it. You gotta just love being it. honest. Just yeah, being honest. Love it. Uh, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe the old samurai guy. And I'll see you guys on the next one uh, tomorrow night at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Movie Dojo podcast is back. We got more special guests on the way, especially even Saturday as well. And uh, Samurai Guy's nonstop. I don't know. I might need a break. <laughs> we'll see. Treat yourself well. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Treat yourself well. Great advice from the spicy Santa. All right, guys. Take care. See you on the next one.